Hi there, this is Jim the Keys bartender. For our triumphant return, once again, to the Kelly household, we aren't announcing numbers anymore. Because Jim keeps goofing them up. No, no, and I'm saving the episode name for a while so I can tell you what happened today. And uh, uh, Jen and I, I, you may have noticed the last bunch of episodes, Jenna wasn't in on them, and it wasn't because of any separation or anything or any disagreement. It was because I had a lot of extra work, and I had to shift the shows to daytime for that time, and Jenna has a very busy job as a finance manager at one of the most popular and busy uh, aqua marine utility vehicle places in South Florida. Uh, Motorsports and Marine. Motorsports and Marine. Yeah, actually the largest. Riva. 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 You know what? I'm happy giving them a free pitch. Someday, I hope to get something out of it. Right? Maybe a jet ski. Wouldn't it be nice? Oh, well, yeah. I'd have to get a lot more listeners and stuff like that. (laughs) But I did gain a little more listeners today. I'm going to tell you why. But um, we're going to catch up with Jenna. Uh, in a moment about the things she's been going through. But uh, just last week, I worked with a woman who's an English teacher at our local high school. Oh, okay. And she's um, the one, the daughter of the owner is Molly. You know Molly? Yes, yeah, I do. Molly, very, very sweet. The daughter girl. of the owner of the catch. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, and I have to say, it's weird. Molly is a friend of mine. I'm yeah. 56 years old. I'm friends with a 17 year old girl. Yes. She is a sweetheart, a sweetheart, very, and she's really spunky, and she's got, um, oh god, she's got, she's got gumption. Yeah, and she's a, probably a genius IQ mm-hmm. with that. But uh, she suggested to my friend Tracy, who works there, who's also an English teacher at Coral Shores High School, that I would be an excellent speaker for her class. Oh, fabulous! Yes, and. Um, she asked if I would speak to her class. And I didn't know it meant to all of her classes. Oh. Which I don't have a problem with numbers. <laughs> I used to talk to hundreds of people all the time. I'm always a major D, and obviously I'm doing a podcast. Right. A lot of people don't understand. Uh, you may think I had I had a major speech, speech impediment. <laughs> I just did that right then. I had a major <laughs> speech impediment growing up. Uh, I had a hearing problem, and then uh, that... the. Uh, Speech impediment derived from that, and how I spoke through it, and but I became more comfortable speaking in public because I don't know exactly. I just one of those things that I was afraid of, and I just did face your fears. Yeah, facing fears. So Tracy asked uh, for me to come to her uh, class today. Well, I was going to do it on Tuesday, and I realized I didn't have enough time to do it on Tuesday. And I couldn't guarantee it on Tuesday because I had to work for fill in for a friend. I was very busy. Yes. Uh, Holly had filled in for me. Mm-hmm. Holly, a coworker at the Catch, a great bartender, the Catch where I work at. Yes. That has wonderful martini Mondays if we want to go. And we're yeah, gonna, that's very true. But, yes. and, but Holly filled in for you when you were Yeah, in yeah, when I was in Poland. Poland and right. it, it, it was a labor of love, meaning... Uh, they were very good about giving me two weeks off without much difficulty. And when you're in the service industry, um, not like a regular job, you have you you can. I mean, I don't know about that, but the, it's the show must go on. Right. So someone has to fill in for you. You can have at a software company your head engineer take off. You're just not writing code that week. Right. That's the main thing. But when it's in a restaurant, you got to make drinks. Right. Yes. So, that's, that's and, I know, and it's one of those things. On. And that's what Holly did. Yeah. And I did that for her. And I had to, um, we had to rearrange her schedule. And they, 
I realized uh, she wasn't coming back until Wednesday and I couldn't really, that would have been too much to come up and do the talk with the high school students. Right. And I was terrified. You know why? Because it was, I was out of my element. Right. Yeah. I was out of my well, element. Yeah, I could talk to people in my age in different groups. Right. Especially I've you, done it. you're really good at talking to people that are sitting there getting drinks from you. <laughs> well, yeah, and I've done speeches in front of the Rotary, right? And I've done it in front of a crowd, a wedding crowd. They're right. expected to hear me. When it's but an I was academic gonna, thing instead of on a, a professional level. Yeah, and I was right. going to be talking to high school seniors, and I'm thinking, wow, how terrifying if I get judged cruelly by them that I'm not engaging, that I'm not interesting, and not worthy of their attention, and. I just, hey, I think I passed this guy when I was coming in, didn't I? <laughs> no. no, that wasn't you? Okay. <laughs> you just okay. got home. Tyler just got home. So, so I went there today. I planned. I did my, I uh, wrote the speech down. I did, uh, I, I did about five hours of writing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, five hours of writing. And then I did uh, uh, just by myself, talking to myself, which once again, I think I'm displaying some. Some of the symptoms of, what do they call that when you're talking to yourself and stuff like that? Dementia? Not dementia as much. <laughs> That's uh, psychosis. Psychosis? Okay. A psychosis maybe. Uh, or uh, is there any, any other when one? you talk to yourself? Well, I, I, did, I did the speech. I ran through the speech four times. Okay. By myself. I didn't record it because I hate listening to my voice. <laughs> I hate listening to my voice. But I went to see how comfortable I was doing it. I was checking. And, and a couple times I made a reference to, um, it was, it was about resilience. I didn't want to, I didn't want to give, I wanted to be supportive of these guys that are going through a tough time. They're going through a transitional period, right? As seniors. Right. And they're going to go into college. They were, uh, they were in collegiate courses, you know, preparing for college. And I wanted to be supportive of them and try to say, you know, you get probably get a lot of speeches about uh, being goal oriented, uh, how to succeed in life and how to do things like that. The one thing I never got a lot of training in was resilience, how to bounce back when adversity rears its ugly head. Okay. And I, uh, what I did is I started, I mentioned a couple people and uh, I did, when I did the speeches, I started, I started with the uh, definition of resilience. I'm going to break it down. I'll try not to make it boring. I, I, I picked up six individuals and one was, I talked about, now I'm going to use it on you because the kids, these were high school kids and they knew who they were. Oh, they knew almost everyone who I think I dare I say everyone I was saying. So I said in the 1996 Olympics, this 14 year old girl. Tore two ligaments yep. in her ankle, yep. and she had a vault to do, yes. and she could have very well bailed out. Do you know who that is? Uh, I cannot remember. Carrie Strug. Yes, it is. Yes, yes it is. And then they did that. Now, I was going to say that, assuming that she was going to say that, that the girl wouldn't, one of the girls in the classroom wouldn't, didn't know who it was. But when they said it, I'm like, I'm going to go with the flow. And then I went and I started talking about a. A, a writer in, um, not a, I shouldn't say writer, so don't write that from my mind. A woman in Britain uh-huh. who 
had was raising three young kids. Yep. Was nearly homeless. Yep. She wrote a book. I already know this one. Who is it? J.K. Rowling. Yes. yes. And the girl did the same thing. Yes. It was one or two girls, and they were all coming up with it. Mm-hmm. Girls were good, and the guys d- did too. And then I mentioned a young actor who was very, uh, he was up and coming. He was comedic. He was, uh, he was, his star was rising, but he kept on getting in trouble for drugs. Kept on going to rehab, kept on coming out, getting in trouble with the law. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And I went, and then I went with that and I pointed at him and it engaged him. Right. And I hadn't planned that. I had planned that I was going to say that. And then I did the other one was, uh, a, uh, someone who went to school for, uh, radio, television, and film. Her first job. She got fired from. She got fired from. That's Oprah Winfrey. Exactly. Yes. Well, they gave me a little more time to say some of yeah, these things. Yeah, sorry. And said, you're not going <laughs> to. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Like I said, I was saying that's fine. If yeah. someone said that and it was engaging and someone said it, I would say she t- was told that she was never going to make it in television. Yeah. And then. Um, Stop it. <laughs> My husband just called The next one, I, I mentioned a basketball player. Who was really big in the 80s, but still hot in the 90s, diagnosed with HIV. Magic Johnson. Yes. Yes. And then not only did he persevere, he convinced the NBA that he was able to play, and he changed the attitude about him playing. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And you have resilience. And then I mentioned an inventor. And the inventor you're going to know right away anyway, because almost everyone knows. But I didn't know the kids would know it too, but I think I'm pretty sure they did. He failed 10,000 times making his invention, and then... And uh, and I think he said ten thousand. He may not have counted ten thousand and stuff like that. But after persevering all this time, he created the light bulb. And oh, damn it, Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Oh my God, you got hung up on Thomas. Yeah, Edison? I did. Get hung okay, up on you know the funny thing about it in my practices, I kept on saying Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Oh, see. It's yeah, like but I was truth. actually I was it's about like to be like Ed, I was about to say like, Ed, 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 Edison. And then I go wait so now now this. I said how important, and I pointed to it, I had it written on the board, how important resilience was. It doesn't make you not a dick. Uh-huh. And he was a dick. Because he was in competition with this guy called Nikolai Tesla. Yes, he was. And Tesla was a proponent of AC transmission. And Edison was... DC. DC. Yep. And in order to try to... Um, I can muddy the waters for AC... Uh, Thomas Edison would put on these demonstrations where he'd electrocute animals. Yes, and, using start, AC. and start things on fire on purpose. Yeah, on, on purpose with yep. it. Which you could do that with DC. Yeah, but it would take a lot longer. Yeah, yeah. But DC uh, just means direct current. Direct current versus alternating. Yeah, and alternating current is much more efficient way of power transmission from a generator to a. a yeah, alternating current. Is what you would have in your house. You, that's AC. Hmm. Now DC is the current that you have in your car. Yes. Or your boat. Right. It's a direct straight. No, but the prevailing current. transmission lines thing became Tesla had the right idea there. Mm-hmm. And Tesla wasn't trying to disprove anybody. Right. Tesla was just doing his thing, and Edison was trying to just get all the glamour for himself. If but you that want was the electricity way. So to travel did, a very, very long distance, okay. it needs to be alternating current so that it pulses, because otherwise DC would run out yes. by the time it got to its destination. Yeah. Too much and resistance. That's, right, exactly. And then, of course, and that's heat why... And resistance. Right. Uh, yeah. He creates resistance and all that. But that wasn't... The point was... I was terrified that I would lose these kids and do it. And they were engaging and they were talking back and forth and we're doing this and I'm talking. I tell them a little story in my life. Um, 
in the middle of it, I, um, I, I tell him the rundown of how my father was in the Navy and how I went to 16 different schools, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and, and then, uh, how I achieved high school, did well in high school and then college and Navy and you, it's the treasury. Right. Uh, but I said between college and the time I was 44, I developed a really nasty drinking habit. As I'm drinking a beer now, telling a story, but I was drinking, you know, at one time I was drinking, I would be drinking a you glass would be of drinking bourbon. A, right. I was going to say a hard liquor. I'd have a bottle of bourbon with me and do that. And you know what? Left to my own devices, I might do that. By myself, put a bottle of bourbon out and just drink that. But I have set up my life to be... And I, I, I didn't explain all this stuff to him. This is a modified one. Right. And I told him a story. I said, it got so bad. And I explained, I said, does anybody know what a blackout drunk is? And they kind of got the idea. And I said, okay, it's pretty much when you anesthetize the, the higher order thinking part of your brain and you're running on the motor functions of your brain. The medulla oblongata, the lower yeah, the limbic, the limbic systems are running. Right. That and and you're just, you remember your to reptilian breathe. brain, your reptilian right. brain thing. And you're still moving around too. Yeah. You're still moving around, but you're, you're, you're not using a major part of your cortex yeah. right then. You're yeah. not doing any higher thinking or something like that. No, you're pretty much, your medulla oblongata is telling your body to breathe in and out. Yeah, yeah. And if you have to pee, you'll pee. You just do, yeah, and, you just right, go like ahead, you go ahead and do shit. Absolutely, right. So... Uh, I told him about a story when I was, and I think I mentioned this to you. I had been out and I, I woke up the next day and my whole hand was bruised. Yes. I went to the doctor and I got x-rayed and the doctor says, well, Mr. Hernandez, it looks like your hand was run over by a car. And the guy could smell my breath and all that stuff. And I go, well, and he says, you got, and the guy's looking at me, you piece of shit probably saying, I didn't say that to the kids. Right. I did say dick and all that stuff. They said it could because they always, they're seniors and yeah. they say shit like that. Um, so the guy's probably thinking, you piece of shit, you got so drunk, you got your hand run over and you don't even know it. And people look at me and then they said, uh, oh no, I didn't have any, it was all soft tissue damage. And I said, I healed up in a couple, couple days, you know, after ice and stuff like that. And this girl in the back of the room goes, you're Superman. I said, no, I'm not Superman. I probably was so relaxed that. My hand laid flat, right, and stuff like that. And there's a way you do it. Your hand could do it, and it's a certain amount of pressure. Well, they I, always say that too. Like, like usually the the extreme drunk that's in a car accident is the one that survives because their bodies are so relaxed, mm-hmm. you know, that they don't fight the reaction. Yeah, and then then they're not pulling things, breaking things. I mean, yeah. they're just they just not flop. testing the muscles, right? I mean, they're just they just kind of flop their way on through it, and then they survive. You no, know, so I I told that story, and then I went into how important goals were and all that stuff. And goals are important, but it's important also to get by when adversity hits. And that's what I thought. And I thought the main thing, the adversities that you come through in life, these young people, whatever happens, I just want you to know you can, the biggest strength you have is being able to bounce back when that happens. Anything that happens. Not to sit back, and I explained one point, um, I'm not, I didn't do the whole speech, but, um, the guy that sits outside of Walgreens. You know what I'm talking about? A Walgreens or or uh, like a specific Publix. guy? Yeah, there's one main guy okay, that's yeah, around Yeah, I know. There. I think I know which one you're talking I'm about. I'm talking yeah. about. I oh. knew him. When I first came down here, he was a handyman. He had a handyman company. Yep. yep. Had a, and he, uh, the woman he lived with uh, decided she was going to move, and he didn't want to move. But he still wanted to drink. 
and he decided that his decision was to become homeless in right. order to drink in order and to not drink move and not move, not be hassled. And I told them, I said, if I did not change my attitude in 2070, Hoagie, do you want to say something? There's a microphone right there. Yeah, he's sniffing it. Yeah, the dog's in. Um, if if I didn't do anything about that, that that would have been me. And I had decided that I wanted to break that cycle of right. my life when, when when I got separated and divorced. And I, as I'm doing the whole speech, they're all looking at me, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I can't believe I still haven't engaged. And I said, boy, i got to wrap this up before I lose them because I think I have pretty much exhausted. I have everything written out. I had uh, ideas on pages. I didn't put my glasses on to look at it because I wanted to be flowing. And uh, they're looking, and they're still staring at me. And I'm thinking, did I lose them? Are they zoned out? Are they staring at me because they can't believe this guy's talking? And then I just said, you know what? At the end, I just wrapped it up with a line. The line was, uh, the greatest uh, determiner of your success. And I explained all the things about, you know, you could be a successful doctor, this, that, unless you're happy and things. And there's always going to be setbacks. And people fall. Wealthy people fall. Yes. Kings and queens. Yep. Everyone like that is your resilience, your ability to come back. And so your greatest strength and determiner of your success will be the strength of your uh, resilience. 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 And I said, thank you. And I got it like, they all clapped. Now, I didn't get a standing ovation. <laughs> but I did get a note from that. They said I was the best speaker they had. So oh, and it's only awesome. mid. It's only mid-October. But they did start in August. <laughs> and they want me back. That's and they cool. want me back for the rest of them. So I thought that was exciting. Well, I went there. Clap, I always clap, clap. I'm trying to clap on the microphone. Yeah. Clap, 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 clap. Because that's really cool. Yeah, I just, you know what? They were such sweet kids. I always want to, you know, if I was going to give a message, I didn't want to be hacked. A hack, a hack need is, uh, hack need is, uh, expressions. You know, just like it's, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going and all that shit. And, uh, you know, you gotta set goals and be better the next day. And I just explained, and every so often I, uh, explained, I, you know, all that, all that, all that, uh, stuff. And I try to arrange it. And I, I was terrified. The terrified was not speaking in public. Was not worrying about my content. You were terrified of like rejection of those. A kids. rejection, right? And there were people that were so far in from when I'm. I used to be that age. I mean, that's almost forty years ago, right? How can I relate to them? You know, I have to. How how can you say to someone, say, "Listen, I understand. Uh, you've went through difficulties already." In your young life. And you're going to go through more. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but you're but, learning to do it. And I'm looking at yep. it. I see them so often. And, and I don't know what the look is. Is the look is, yeah, I get you. Or the look is, it goes, I can't wait until you're done. <laughs> oh, just get the hell out of here. But no, they were lovely. They were lovely kids. Uh, awesome. Adults. I didn't say kids. They were lovely adults. They were very mature. I'm always surprised when I run into them that they have plans and that they always people talk about their um, how the the kids today are um, weak or uh, what do they call that when they're entitled entitled right I would they say- didn't behave no maybe as a group maybe as a group but the group I spoke to the group I spoke to if you're talking about the generation maybe the group the group I spoke to they seem determined. 
and goal oriented. Right. And they had things to do. They had things to do and places to go. You know, there's a lot of shit going on now that they didn't have before. They got when you go to college today, a lot of times you get saddled with debt. Like a, it's, it's like oh. it's second only to a mortgage. Yes. It's ridiculous. Only to a mortgage. Yep. And at the end of the day, even though a degree is worth money, it doesn't have the titular value. When I say titular, the title, yeah, like, like on a property, right? Uh, where it appreciates. Because imagine, think of the guys that got uh, thirty years ago or twenty years ago that got uh, computer engineering degrees when SQL was the language. SQL, okay. SQL Server. There are college degrees. If they didn't learn anything after that, may uh, even though they're still using SQL, may not be worth shit right now. And I, 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 um, I realize that you know what, maybe really hard on them because every generation has its challenges, and their challenges coming up are going to be big ones. It's going to yeah. be big challenges coming up. We're going to take a break right now, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about catch up with Jenna. About the shit she's been going through, <laughs> or in other things, we could talk about uh, the high water, the um, fan- fantasy fest is coming the up. Fantasy fest is coming up. Yes. Yeah, we talk about Keys housing market. Oh, Keys housing market, yeah. that'd be great. Um, we talk about bartending, a bunch of double shifts. Yeah. Okay, thank you. We'll be right back. If you want to get your information about the Florida Keys straight from the locals who live here and the ones who love it here, we've got you covered. Visit 43keys.com as your source for everything Florida Keys. Sign up for our newsletter and you'll always be up to date on all the Keysy stuff that's going on down here. Go to 43keys.com. That's the number four, the number three, keys.com and sign up today. Hi, this is Jim, the Keys bartender. Uh, we're back coming for back. Our pee break. Pee break. Yeah, I didn't pee. I know, me neither. I may have peed, my but it was st- still a pee break. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, there. Uh, we're going to post a picture during the break. Uh, uh, Tyler has fish to uh, fillet, and um, there was a uh, nice uh, adult manatee. Yeah. Uh, floating off their dock, and we're going to post that picture. There. <laughs> yeah, he's a big boy. He is a big boy, or she. Well, we did have a mom and a baby in here for two days straight, and they yeah. just kept kind of surfacing. You could tell she was teaching the baby how to kind of float and sink and float oh, yeah? and sink. Yeah, it was really cute. Okay, yeah, and we're, we're going to post that picture of it, but that's life in the Florida Keys. Another thing about life in the Florida Keys is that recently... King Tides. King Tides, yep. which I've been doing research. There wasn't a lot of... Uh, mentions of King Tides more than 30 years ago. Well, well, I mean, I'm just thinking, maybe, you yeah. know, Jenna just said that she doesn't have enough of the information, but anecdotally, if you were going to build a property or a bunch of properties on a, an area, right? Yeah. You would not probably build it in a place that flooded 30 days in a row. Well, and specifically, we have a we have a neighborhood here in the Upper Keys. Yes, and and honestly, every neighborhood in the Upper Keys has their own little stories. Some some pieces mm. are higher, some pieces. But we are an archipelago, right? Yes. So a chain of islands. What's that? 
A chain of islands. A chain of, well, an archipelago is a chain of islands that's created by dormant, uh, expired coral Yes, reefs, yes, yes. Right? That's the reason so, why they're a chain. Right. So therefore, the reason. I mean, the volcanic islands. The volcanic islands is because of volcanoes erupting yeah, and then, yeah. right, and then you, right. So here, we don't have that kind of rock. Or there's no volcanic rock, anything like that. There's we, no, no new land or anything right. coming up, just like a new volcano. Right. We have magma coming up and adding to and it. Adding and adding to the get land. There. Like the Hawaiian Islands. Right. Hawaiian Islands. Well, not all of them, but yes. Um, volcanic. But this is an archipelago, which basically means that it used to be, millions of years ago, a coral reef. Just like what we have outside. Yeah, the reef outside now is a reef, but yeah. what we are at is also used to be a reef. That's why all of our rock—you reach down, you grab these rocks, you look at them—and they're full of fossils. They're yeah, full it's of all shells, coral. That's so all coral. It's crushed coral. Crushed coral is what you're seeing. Like all of our rocks, crushed coral. Coral dust is actually a former problem. protein. That's the reason why some. Well, uh, I think like, that a lot of people have uh, problems with their allergies. Now. It's like petrified, yeah. right? It's petrified coral yeah. is basically what it is. But it's cap rock is what they call it, cap rock, and it doesn't settle. It doesn't move down. It doesn't squish. It doesn't whatever. It's it's cap rock. So the the spot that you're sitting on right now, underneath us, instead of having black dirt and soil and things like that, a sediment rock, things like that, you are sitting on coral rock. So where we're at does it not does not sink. it does not sink. It does, it does not, not do settle anything. Right. It doesn't move. It's like being in mantle. Right. So if you were to judge flooding in the Keys, you would have to judge it based on anybody that's on coral rock. Because coral fill, because we have canals, right? So if you were to come down here, you would think you go through all these canals. Yeah. It looks like we live in uh, Venice, yeah. right? Where we have canals, and in our front yard is where our streets are, and you drive down and you park in your driveway, but in your backyard is your canal. So what they did is they came in and they dredged them all out with these and giant machines. And they did that machines. in the 60s. They did it in the 50s, 60s, 70s. 50s, 60s, they 60s, kept 60s. doing it, kept doing it. I know, it. but 40 years ago, and they did it. And they did it, and and I would wager a guess, they did it well above the Flood. high the water ha- line. The mean high water line. The mean high water yes. line. And, and there's no way you'd want to build if there were, say, you know, once a year, it goes above this level. Right. You wouldn't do it. Because when I first moved down here, and the thing that made me really learn about it was one house. One particular house, yeah. one particular house, an outlier. I mentioned before I went to AA. Mm-hmm. And that back street at the Moose Club, you ever went behind there? There's a road that goes to Caribbean oh, Drive. Okay. You pull out, you make a right at the Moose Club in Key Largo, and you go down the street. There was a three-story house that was built. I imagine it was built prior to 2007 because I saw it in 2007. Okay. But... It never, it always had a for sale sign on it. Right. And no one ever bought it. But it's on a a patch of property that's kind of like a scrubland. And there's no grass. Because. It's just rock. Well, it always floods. Right, yeah. And they built it, and they built that really late. I mean, I couldn't believe they built it at a place that was only... I mean, it had to be six inches above. The mean high water line, right. The mean high water line, right. because by the time I got here, the land surrounding it is flooded for a month. Yeah. 
I can't imagine what's going on now. So different neighborhoods are different. They have different maps. I know, but there were Phil. There were Phil. From, from FEMA, right? Yeah. And this neighborhood is called an AE9 flood zone, right? Which means that they can never, ever, ever expect in their worst tragedy that they could ever imagine that the water line would ever be more than nine feet above your mean high water line, right? Which would mean the entrance to my house. I'm in an... So wait, wait. I am... Wait, your entrance to your house... Is nine... To where the dock is over there is nine feet? Nine... My house... The entrance to my house is nine feet, two inches. From where from I saw the, the water line right the over there? the mean high water line. Because... Yep. I mean, it was right at the dock level. Yep. Okay, it's right at the dock level across the street in this canal, of uh, the wa- the water level. Right. And supposedly, uh, one of these guys who prior I found uh, I'm friends with on social media, who's I'm going to call him a denier, said his acquiescence to climate change was. It's only changing a third of an inch a year. During king tides. Yes. Wait. A third of an inch a year means at low tide, the high watermark is a third of an inch of a year. Everything changed. The low tide changed a third of an inch. The king tide changed a third of an inch. It just goes through all of that. Just the highest one Goes a third of an inch. Well, usually, hundred king tides in October, November. In a hundred, in a hundred years, that it's almost three feet of rise, and it's been accelerating uh, recently. But I won't argue the science and the stuff like that. But there's neighborhoods here that have what two feet of water. There's um, there's a neighborhood called Still Right Point that's north of us. It's about um, mile marker 105. Yeah, and that was a neighborhood that was developed prior to this neighborhood. And yeah. it was dredged, and the houses, most of the houses were built on land made of fill. And everybody knows what fill is, right? So Fill is where you take that. The, when the, they, took, they dredged the canals, they put the fill in it. Fill on, the, on the land, and then they made streets out of it, and then they put roads in the middle of those streets, and then they build houses on each side. So therefore, each side is technically a waterfront property, right? So, yeah. Well, I mean, and ideally, if you're an engineer and you're a bank, and if you're a bank and you're going to finance yep. properties, you're going to look and say, well, are these viable properties? Can we get a mortgage on it? Can we get a, a – I guess when they did it originally, it would be a 20-year mortgage, a 20-year mortgage. And then later they came to 30-year 30 30 mortgages right. uh, well, because, I mean, that's the logical thing. But the, money money makes the most logical choices. And now, the, a lot of the luxury properties at the lowest line Which, areas. Which, of course, would, the luxury properties would usually be bayfront properties. Bayfront are right? now. Waterfront properties. Or waterfront properties are. are underwater. Or underwater. The bottom of the houses. Now, the bottom house. keep in mind that now a new construction, anything new here, you want to build it. In, and you want to build in a vacant lot, you have to go by what the elevation certificate says. And if you are in an AE9, like we are, the elevation of your property has to be higher than that. But you still have to have flood insurance because you live in a flood zone because it's an AE9 flood mm-hmm. zone. Now, there are some X zones in the Keys. What's an X zone? An X zone means it's never going to flood. 
they don't ever foresee that it will ever flood no matter what. I don't what. believe there's any Exxon in the Keys. Well, but there are some. Right? I mean, for the for, uh, for, for the, the next 50 years. For the purpose of, well, right, because FEMA has not remapped yet. If they do remap, uh, 90% of Key West will be in yeah, a yeah, flood zone. So, like here, I have to have flood insurance because I am two inches over the AE9 flood zone. I'm at 9-2. But if you are at 8-9, eight, 8-10, eight, you cannot finance this house. We're, 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 um, my house is at 12 feet. Yeah. 12 feet. And it probably could be 12 feet, 10 inches. But that flood zone, uh, we might be. You very well might in be. In 10 years, we'll. Well, you might when they remap and remap. When they remap, and, it, Right. It'll... And determine the different things. So um, but, bringing but... this to the Keys housing market is what we were talking about, right? Like my house is completely financeable. You can get an FHA loan, a conventional loan, any kind of loan. You have a VA yeah, loan, anything. It's beautiful. Because it's higher than the flood zone, right? Yeah. But um, you have to be able to put insurance on your home in order to finance it, right? Mm-hmm. So, therefore, if you cannot put insurance on your house, you cannot finance it. There's not a mortgage company out there that's going to buy that loan. And insurance companies are sticklers for statistics and math and science right they will uh always go uh by science they don't go by wishy-washy statistics right so, so if you look if, at if my, you my house is elevated about if you feet. can't get insurance <clears throat> you can guarantee you that some they believe that there's a good likelihood it's high risk high risk right so if my house was not elevated three feet like it is right then you wouldn't be able to finance this home. Well, that's the problem with all of these other homes. As you're looking down these canals, yeah. these houses are not elevated. These houses are put on a slab because back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, when they were putting in these houses and selling up these properties, there wasn't an AE9 flood zone. Back then it was five or six or seven, which they were still fine with. So now that's well, what Well, first of all, it never flooded that high then. It did not. It's so not. there's a reason. There's a change there's that occurred. A... We don't know what it is. Right. I mean, I mean, I I have my beliefs what it is. You have your beliefs what it is. I don't have a belief of what it is. Well, I have a belief what it is. Truth. You don't have a belief because you don't have enough. Uh, I don't have enough know. information. The only thing that I can tell you is that science and scientists, um, they study uh, statistics and they study uh, water flows and why. And and here's the thing is that they didn't have all that education back in the 50s and 60s when they built a lot of these houses. And they didn't realize that if you did have seven tropical storms in the Atlantic Basin all at the same time through a six-week period, which we've had here, especially this year. But but, but, but what they did have was over 100 years of experience of where it was flooded. And they can look at the trees and they can look at the vegetation. Yes. And you tell by the vegetation what type of saltwater incursion occurred. Right. So you can see the mangroves, how the mangroves well, are dying when we go further down. Mangroves don't die from saltwater. They actually recycle. No, mangroves them. don't recycle. But the, right. the, but the, the vegetation, the different. You don't see gumbo trees see on gumbo. these streets. No. You don't see a lot of the um, the tropical, like, actual trees. And we're not talking about mangroves. You don't see mangoes. You, you don't, don't see all that You stuff. don't see any of those fruit trees or anything like that when you get into those areas that have flooding. 
because that salt water kills. Well, you may. Fruits. I mean, supposedly they did have those before. They well, absolutely, and then they die. You got to rip them out. You yeah. know, but they were planted. You know, they supposedly like um, a lot of these places down here, just three. Even when it's low tide, three feet below the houses, salt right. water. Exactly. So, so three more feet. I'm at that's it. Is like from the, the beginning end. when it rains six inches and stuff like that. It's salt water. I mean, brackish, at least. Oh, yeah. That's it. You know? Well, that's what you so, got to have in mind when but, you do that. But, but this is what you have to consider. If you did ever want to move to the Keys, which is absolutely fabulous, if you get a water, waterfront property, that's great because that's what everybody comes down here to do. Just keep in mind, though. That but keep in mind, though, that <clears throat> every time you build here now, every home has to be stilted, concrete stilted, because if, in fact, you were to ever have a horrible natural disaster... That water can flow right through your yard and under your or house. Or you have an abnormal, what they call now, a king tide. A king and tide. in one of my posts, I had said, what are they going to do next in order to call in the change the king tide? What are they going to change it to the emperor tide? Yeah, yeah. What are, or, gonna do, what are you going to do next? Or what's even worse than emperor tide? The Jesus tide. Mm-hmm. The Jesus tide will be the highest. Oh, maybe. Jesus spelled the, backwards is just sausage. 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 Okay. The it's Jesus tide will be sausage. eight feet above. Oh, what's that? Sausage. The way you did it. looked like a jerk off thing. Right. Okay. It's a sausage. Okay. <laughs> <We're done. laughs> what? We're not I know. Get, I actually, we're not going to get into the discussion. I think someone explained, was explaining to me. That just reminded me of a conversation I had about <laughs> someone explaining something to me. <laughs> and they did the jerk off motion. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So you had a difficult, uh, we, we have been apart for a couple of weeks. We've I been know. separated. We've been separated. We've you led were separate lives. Yeah. I like know. that White Knight, that movie from, with, uh, do you know that from the eighties? Oh, what? Gregory Hines, Mikhail Baryshnikov. I know he was the dancer guy, right? Mc, uh, Okay. And it was called Separate Lives. Oh no, no, it was called White Knights. And there was a song called, uh, Separate Lives and it oh. was, uh, Phil Collins. We're See, leading now, separate lives for two weeks. I know. Where have you two been? Two weeks. Jeez. I know. I know. I was. It was horrible. I mean, it's it was bad horrible. But that... you know what I had? I had Papa Joe. You did. You did have. Papa I, Joe. I love Papa Joe. I love you. I love Papa Joe. <laughs> and Papa Joe was there, and uh, that was my connection. And I, I wouldn't have met Papa Joe. It was for you. And Papa Joe's awesome. You know, I actually just. I think the last time that I was even on the podcast was when I was helping Tyler build the staircase on the side of the house. And oh, we had I all that sound going and, on there. Yeah. Oh, I was I was fucking up the uh, sound thing, and I told you that <laughs> for uh, a, 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 it, it was opportune time for the sound to go down the shitter, right? Because some driver accidentally loaded. I I think it could happen. I think a driver could happen in the middle of a podcast. I would hope not. Yeah, I think it could. Maybe we should get you some like McAfee. Or something like a. What would happen? This was one called Real Tech. It was called Real Tech, and uh, I was looking at it and go, "Wow, I seen Real Tech. I know Real Tech, but it's not what I'm used to seeing." So I'm going, and I couldn't option my audio in. I mean, it's taken years for me to figure out this. We're it's going on. It's going to be three years in about five months that I started a podcast. I started fucking around with power mics. Now I just started using dynamic mics. I have my soundboard. I have this. And I thought I was going to have to get a new computer. I got a USB connector 
for the thing. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> so what I did is I deleted the driver that controlled my audio. Ooh. And it fucking came back on. The auto selection. And it was the this my hosted soundboard selects the audio input. And it makes a crystal crystal clear sound. Almost crystal clear. Whatever I ever do. We, I mean, this is my voice, believe it or not. If you think it's fucking, it's fucked up, fuck you, motherfucker. Well, that's just what he sounds like. That so, is. Sorry. I'm an asshole. And then me too. That's just what I sound like. I have a yeah, little Yeah, she does voice. sound like that. I just, I sound like that. She's four foot eleven. I am. She sounds, she's as tiny as she sounds. I sound. And I, I am as giant as I sound. I am, I am the size of Manhattan. I'm Godzilla. No, I'm not. I'm only six four. No, he's only six four. I mean, I'm I'm buff, right? He's a big tough guy. I'm not that tough a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think I'm a tough guy, but um, you know, I miss coming here. <laughs> right? Yeah. Stop staying away from me for two. Because you bust my balls. I like it because I it makes me right sized. <laughs> Uh, no pun intended. That's my six foot personality that comes. Yeah, out yeah, yeah. I need, <laughs> yeah. I need, I need to be. Uh, uh, did I tell you I got a thank you note from a customer that said that one time? Right. I didn't know whether I should be offended or if I should take it as a compliment, so I just chose to take it as a compliment. What was? But it, it was um, that I, I got a thank you note from some guy who, who I helped fix his uh, ETV. I mean, we're talking like years ago, fifteen years ago, maybe back when I was a service manager. Yeah. Because, because you know, I'm a dirty mechanic by heart. <laughs> So, uh, I got a, a card, a thank you card from a guy when I yeah. fixed his kill switch on his, his ATV. And, um, he was like, you know, I appreciate all of your help and your six foot personality. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's great. You know, that is a compliment. I well, took combined, it as a compliment. Combined with what he said in the beginning. Right. It is six per personality. You took control of the fucking situation. Yeah. Well, he was having a meltdown and he couldn't figure out what was wrong with his. ATV and then I fixed it and it was amazing. You know what? Every so often, I just learned how um, it was a new skill I had. Um, with certain things, I could take care, take control of the situation. But it's only recently I learned how to put on my daddy pants. Oh, daddy pants or mommy pants in right? your, your situation. Yeah, mommy I had pants. both. Yeah, I still mommy do. Pants, mommy, I still mommy do. Bear, mama bear. And stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, listen, this is it. Daddy pants. I'm going to take care of this. Got to go and take care of the situation when you do it. Yeah. And I guess it is kind of a meditative experience because you have to go <laughs> to a place that you're normally not. I'm not normally always there. Yeah. Taking yeah. care of things. Yeah. I just want to, you know, I just want to go by the wayside and just. <laughs> I just, I just take care of things. I just take care of No, I want to take, I want, listen, I want to just ease on by, ease on by the road. <laughs> What's that from? Ease on by. Oh, God. The Michael Jackson version of The Wizard of Oz. Seriously? Hmm? Ease on by, ease on by the road. <laughs> I'm going to ease on by. <laughs> and Jim is now Unless... Something soul. I'm going to ease on by, ease on by and roll. I mean, it was such a cool song. I loved it. <laughs> I loved the Jackson 5 and Michael Jackson when I was a kid. What? How happy was life then? For me, it was happy. Jackson 5? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? 
You're crazy. I know, but it was great. <laughs> it was great. I don't care how fucked up it got up in the. I'm sorry you fucking played around with little kids and stuff like that. You know what? Um, what? Did you see that thing about Elton John? He just like his book just came out. It was like his book. I think it's called like Me, mm-hmm. and it was like this huge autobiography, and he had somebody help him write it. Yeah, and um, of course. Was, well, right, but I mean, like he just you know transcribed or whatever. He spoke about it, and whoever yeah. wrote everything he said, and he was like dishing on people, and he was talking about how he had known Michael when he was younger. And that, um, you know, he's really talented and he was amazing. But then there was, um, he had some party or event or something that he, uh, invited like a lawyer to, like one of the, like, you know, whatever high balloon celebrity lawyers. And the lawyer showed up and then his accompaniment was Michael Jackson. And that was who he brought with him to the party. And Michael Jackson was like weird and like, um, off base and he couldn't tell what kind of drugs he was on, but he was convinced that, that, that he was being drugged. And, um, he called him like the, mentally ill. He was like, he was obviously mentally ill. Well, and then he also said something really bad about Tina Turner, that he was going to go on a tour with Tina Turner and that she kept yelling at his band and saying that they were playing, playing proud Mary wrong. And that, uh, the rest of his band members were like, we are not going on tour with this bitch. She's like, she's fucking chaos. Like they called her like. Well, wait a second. Wait so it's funny how you oh, just like. You know what? Tina had to deal with Ike Turner for years. Right. To I know. deal with that. And you know what? There's a lot of coping skills I'm, going with I'm a lot of abuse. I'm not discounting what she had dealt with. I was I just know, saying what Elton John saying, was I'm writing saying, in his book. I, I, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable since we picked two African-American uh, entertainers. Oh, well, I didn't even think of that. I did. I did. You know what he did? He also talked about Freddie Mercury. And that uh, Freddie Mercury, you know, that him and him and Freddie were friends, but they weren't really, really close. And he didn't find out that Freddie had AIDS until uh, Freddie was already sick and dying. And that he tried to go visit him as often as he could. Yeah. And that he could only basically stand it being there for like one hour at a time. Well, I think there's a little uh, self-hate going with Elton John because Freddie actually died of the. No, but he actually came out a lot earlier. I mean, Freddie let it. Kind of soft pedaled, letting you it be so? known. Yeah, the Alan John. I swear to God, he was in severe denial. He was like, he was like li- fucking Liberace. Study Liberace oh, sometime. Yeah. Liberace people go, oh, when is Liberace gonna find a woman? When it looks like a fucking man. <laughs> no insult to gay people, but no. Liberace was so closeted. Yeah, but that was really I had my ex father in law said. Uh, they went to see Liberace in the seventies or the early eighties and said he was fabulous and they didn't know he's fucking gay. Blue well, suits. And not that there's anything wrong with it. Of course not. I know, but part of the thing that kept gay people back, it's says a lot of these great entertainers. Well. Didn't come uh, out. I don't know. And they, if, if they all came that. out, if they all came out at the same time, yeah, they but- have to say is, you know what? We're not going to listen to any of these entertainers. No queen. No Elton John. But no. Uh, even when George no. Michael came out, it was still really early. Like, it was still a hard time. Like, a lot of people did not want to accept. It's the same thing Fucking with Magic Johnson. Knew. You were talking Wait about that. Wait a earlier. second. Everyone knew. Yeah. Everyone like, knew that. What's his name? What, what did you call him? George what, Michael. Was gay? Wake me up before you go go. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? If someone might like, oh, wake me up if you go to the dance club. I want to dance with you. No. 
I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that. I'm not kidding about it. Times like it has not been. Oh come on! It has not been socially acceptable. I know, but it was a lot of bullshit. But Freddie Mercury came out earlier. Even when Ellen came out, Andy Warhol way early. Um, that there's a lot of people that. You know, the, and, there's they, all, and they paid the price. And for now, it what's his name? Uh, uh, Waters, the uh, director. Waters. Yeah, the guy that did Pink Flamingos and all that stuff. He was gay such a long time. What a great guy that guy but, was. But you know, you have to even think too. Like, um, I've had this conversation a million times with like Damon and Papa Joe. You know, because they're a couple. Well, the, and Papa Joe had to but, wait because he was a. Uh, come on, he was well, a fucking state trooper. Well, right, but he's also the same age as you. So he wasn't raised with it in his no, mind. No, but he did. He yeah. came out. He changed. He's proud. I'm, you know what? I'm proud of it. Right. I mean, if he was an entertainer, if he was an entertainer, he would have came out 30 years ago. I don't know about that because what happens, what, what happens with the backlash that you get and then all of a sudden in the career that you worked so hard for and you're going to have all these judgmental old fucks giving you shit and then all of a sudden they're not going to buy your records anymore. Fuck them. You know? Fuck them. Oh, come on. The culture club. Even, even. Karma, Karma Chameleon? Karma Chameleon. Yeah. That's Karma Chameleon? But. Even Freddie Mercury did not admit that he had AIDS until like two days before he died. Well, that was AIDS. That was a stigma. But he did. He he pretty much admitted he was gay way earlier than that. Yeah. Well, people would ask him questions, and he'd be like, "I thought this was about my album. This isn't purpose." I mean, he would kind of get around. I know. Well, it. that was a movie and stuff like that. But you know, neither neither here nor there. You know what I mean? I understand, and that you know what it's a it's a valiant it's, it's a valiant it's a valiant position. Now it's but Oscar Wilde had to do it over a hundred years ago. That's inc- that's like incredible that those people would have the Oscar I- Wilde had to do it a hundred years ago. But now, okay, so for example, let's say Miley, right? Nobody's judging Miley. Who gives a shit? Right, because it's twenty nineteen. Because it's twenty nineteen. It's done. And they're so desensitized to it now. People are like, okay, well, that's just and normal. Alan, and, and Alan, uh, you know what? And Alan, Alan suffered Alan, a lot Alan of backlash. Did, Alan did something because he's friends with George W. And I had problems with the guy. I have to say I had problems with the guy. But I'll tell you, if Michelle Obama likes the guy, fuck, Alan can like the guy. Don't give Alan a hard time for liking George W. Right. But you know what? I've had a coming of age about a, a come to Jesus moment about George W. He believed what he believed and he did what he did because he believed it. Okay. Right. He was not a traitor. He was not a traitor. No. Alan could be friends with him. Don't get pissed off. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people out there like celebrities right. saying shit about him. They have- and so it's total bullshit. And you know what? The Obamas like him, and you know what? Barack likes him, because you know why? They're good people. They're good people. He may have different ideas. Well, the, we have friends that are different. Elijah Cummings died today. I Elijah know, Cummings, I saw that. a very good man, a, a, a very good man. And some of his friends were some of the biggest of the Orange Guy supporters, some of the reporters. And they're saying that he was their best friend. So I get in disagreements with people on Facebook. 
that disagree and they support this guy. And one of my friends said some mean stuff to a woman, called her stupid, who supported him. And I said, you know what? There's no reason to get mean spirited. We get, we get vociferous about our decisions and what we do. We don't have to be mean spirited about it. Why can't people just be entitled? Entitled to their own opinions, like you know, they can. We like, can argue about them, like, but we don't have to cast aspersions on who they are, and the they call them pussies, assholes, right. communists, whatever fucking things. Just now, because listen. somebody's born in the Bible Belt and that's how they're raised, and they're in their late fifties or yeah. late sixties or whatever, their beliefs may be different because that's how they were raised. Yeah, it, doesn't were, mean, they're, they're it doesn't make listen. them bad. And people. I'm, I'm still, I'm still going to believe what I believe, and they're going to believe what they believe. Right, and I'll say in the end, I go like this: When I'm going to argue with someone, that says, listen, "There's no reason you can't." Agree I realize, disagree. I realize, yes, I realize you're going to pull your facts from where you're pulling your facts. I'm going to pull my facts and stuff like that. But if we have a basic understanding on how people treat are supposed to treat each other. Let's treat each other that way. It doesn't, it doesn't and matter. it's going to be very difficult in the next couple of months because something's going to turn one way or another in the next year. It's going to turn one way or another. We're going to have to decide whether accept it or not. Right. It's going to accept it or not. It's going to be the way you want it or the way someone else wants it. You're going to have to accept it. If you don't accept it, Remember, if you don't accept it, we don't start a civil war. We don't start fucking killing people. We're not a banana republic. No. Um, I just think that people should all agree to disagree. And if you well, don't, I know, no. And if I you mean, don't want to associate, but we with have someone, to agree. We have to agree to have a civil conversation. Right. I know. I know. When you start calling you, you know, it is, I mean, it just. We're going to do what we're going to have to do. Listen, this is the end of the show. Um, I'm not going to call it an episode I, level. I'm gonna, we're going to call it. What's we gonna I'm going to say that I would like to end this show with what Ellen actually says to everyone. What? Be kind to one another. Be, Be kind. kind. Be kind. Be kind. And, that's, and you know what? I'm going to call this episode with the speech I called. Uh, I, I I did today. I'm going to call it resilience. Yeah, resilience. And um, I think uh, America needs resilience. Right. Be able to bounce back from whatever perceived absolutely uh, thing that happened. We're and if call you can be kind at the same time, yes, we can do that. You won't make enemies. Be kind. Rewind. Be kind. Rewind. Yeah, there was a the show. VHS. There was a show <laughs> called. Uh, there was a movie called Be Kind Rewind. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna thank you, uh, Jenna Kelly. Oh. Say goodbye. Oh, Jim, whatever your name is. Thank Jim you. Haran. <laughs> I said you, my name. And you, you, said, didn't uh, say, uh, you said uh. You said uh. I'm gonna thank uh, you, uh, Jenna. So I did give you a shout I do. Uh. I had. I told you I said I had a speech in <laughs> Give me a break. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we're gonna come back to you. Next week. Mm-hmm.